0: Welcome everyone, it is 6 pm and it's time for the server room show. This is episode 19. Thank you for SDF Public, Unix SSTM for hosting the server. This new show is recorded and broadcasted live at unknown radio station every Saturday at 6 pm UTC time. There is a voice over IP phone line active during the show. You can call it either from regular phone or via SIP. The number is plus one 910-665-9191. The SIP account to call in at is 261414 at San Jose2 like in the number 2.voib.ms I would like to thank for everyone who tuned in today and also the people who listen to this in a form of a recording, or perhaps the people who are watching this live and twitch.tv uh, link provided. I would like to say that uh, as this is a live show. All the blobs and errors are left in, no cuts, no buts. it is raw material. I, because I hardly receive any feedback, I made sure that I left all the contact details to get in contact with me in all actual and previous show notes. You can find them on on Unradio.net website under the DJs tab and you just go to uh, the server room show tab and there you can find all the previous and actual episodes and uh, on the very bottom of each of them I placed uh, the contact information which uh, about the email and uh, this voiceover IP line and also uh, where you can download previous episodes in a higher quality in uh, FLAC in lossless uh, form, in case you couldn't uh, listen to the live broadcast or perhaps you don't want to grab the MP3 from Anon Radio Archives and you would prefer something in a higher definition. This is a part two from the episode we did uh, last Saturday on episode 18 regarding microservices docker and uh, kubernetes that was part one and now uh, it's time for part two we talked about previously the differences and the advantages and disadvantages of monolithic architecture versus microservices architecture we nearly started to talk about uh, docker but that's that was when the time ran out, so we shall continue from docker. So if you followed the previous episodes, then we already spoke about docker on episode 14 and 15, which was about virtualization, and uh, you could have learned that that docker is a type 2 virtualization in a form of platform as a service which delivers software in packages, called containers, using the OS-level virtualization. Another explanation uh, what Docker is. uh, Docker is an application build and deployment tool. It is based on the idea of that you can package your code with dependencies into a deployable unit called a container. Containers have been around for quite some time. I found one uh, example of, uh, of a text which was uh, mentioning that uh, perhaps a container technology can go as far as back to uh, Sun Microsystems when they developed uh, it as part of Solaris 10 in 2005 as uh, zones or perhaps uh, it mentions another uh, exempt of text uh, when i was searching for containerization and containers other sources uh, noted the bsd jails as uh, one of the first forms of container technology before it uh, it got into mainstream with uh, in, in today's Uh, word uh, regarding docker so as uh, we discussed it about uh, virtualization episode in 1415 as many things sometimes not uh, new under the sun and they have roots uh, very very in our past like we saw uh, many of the technologies and Terminologies regarding virtualization was coming from the roots of uh, mainframes. That is uh, a little bit similar about uh, containerization or uh, or con- containerize uh, something as uh, as small as a, as a service or a, or a microservice. Another explanation which I found that was uh, Describe and be quite clear what uh, Docker is. It is an open platform for developers and sysadmins to build, ship, and run distributed applications, whether on laptops, data centers, virtual machines, or the cloud. Containers are a way to package software in a form that can run isolated on a shared operating system. Unlike virtual machines, containers do not bundle a full operating system only libraries and settings required to make the software work uh, are needed or required. This makes for very efficient, lightweight, self-contained systems and uh, guarantees that the software will always run the same, regardless of where it's deployed. This is the typical example of uh, when developers say that um, the software uh, X was running fine on my machine and uh, I don't understand why it uh, doesn't run on the client's machine. Containerization in in this form takes care of this problem because as long as it runs on the on the Docker uh, engine on the container on the developer's machine, it will run exactly the same way uh, no matter where that uh, docker engine uh, and uh, where that container is is being placed it will work exactly the same way so this worked on my machine and it doesn't work on the client's machine it doesn't apply anymore so this issue this issue is uh, is gone and yes the software that hosts the containers is called the docker engine so let's see another piece Uh, which is important regarding docker uh, which is called a docker file that's the piece of um, text file actually which uh, describes the build process for uh, an image for uh, how to build uh, a docker image so the docker file is the the text file which describes the steps and uh, the required pieces to create an image uh, a Docker image which in exchange when it's being uh, run it becomes uh, a container, a Docker container which is a running state of uh, a Docker image made from a Docker file. That's the best uh, explanation. The people who are looking at my screen could see that I have in the show notes uh, a very, very simple uh, example what a Docker file is. It uh, really describes from the, the beginning that, for example, uh, mm, let's say an application which will be based on Node, uh, the files required to run uh, is npm install and then npm run when the image is up and running it can be automatically uh, create an image in and contains all the commands necessary to build build the image and run uh, this application. In the example on the show notes, it describes uh, first that the base image should be uh, Alpine Linux using the the available uh, image from the Docker uh, repository then it installs additional python and uh, pip applications then with the next command it uh, upgrades pip and copies over some source uh, files for the application for the python application in this example copies them over from the host machine uh, copies them into the container Then it uh, runs the pip uh, install, copies some uh, more files and uh, it exposes a port to be able to to access from outside the container. And then it uh, runs the Python application. It's a very simple Docker file example, but it describes that uh, how can you uh, put the pieces together, and uh, you can specify your your commands to to make sure that your uh, your source files or your uh, if you for example are running a, an nginx container that you copy over your uh, your source files for your uh, website or or pieces of uh, of other uh, source you need for for whatever your container is is doing and as we said the docker container is the runtime instance of a docker image built from a docker file. So what other components uh, docker has or docker uses? As it's a, a service offering, software as a service, it has three main components. Uh, the software, the docker daemon, called the docker D, is a persistent process that manages docker containers and handles container objects. This daemon listens for requests sent via the docker engine api. The docker client program called docker provides a command line interface that allows user to interact with docker daemons. Uh, the second piece is the objects which uh, breaks down to another uh, three pieces docker objects are various entities used to assemble an application in docker the main classes of docker objects are images containers and services the docker container is a standardized encapsulated environment that runs applications a container is managed using the docker api or cli which is the docker command line interface the docker image Uh, It's a read-only template, used to build containers, images are used to store and ship applications, like we described that a Docker file Uh, can be used to create a Docker image, which after when you place it in a running state uh, as a form of a Docker container, it becomes the container itself. And the Docker service, which allows containers to be scaled across multiple Docker daemons, The result is known as a swarm, a set of cooperating demos that communicate through the docker api. And the third piece is Registries, which is uh, the docker registry. A docker registry is a repository for docker images. Docker clients connect to registry to download, or in another word, pull images from use, images for use, or they upload uh, push images that they have built. Registries can be public or private. Two main public registries are Docker Hub and Docker Cloud. Docker Hub is the default registry where Docker looks for images. Docker registries also allow the creation of the notification based on events. This is the registry where if you specify in your Docker file, uh, as you saw on the example in the first line that it set from Alpine to use as the base image, it will docker will go up to the docker registry to the cloud to see if there is a there is an image with uh, this name and if yes and you can specify version or uh, other criterias if if available then it will grab it if it finds it and it will use to create your 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 container with the requirements you set what tools uh, are available in, in docker? The two main tools are docker-compose and uh, docker-swarm. Docker-compose its uh, interesting in a sense that uh, it allows multi-container applications to, to, to exist. Because without uh, docker-compose you could build and run one container at a time you need to manually connect containers together and you must be careful with dependencies and startup order because if you think about it how many times your single application only need and will only exist in one single container uh, most of the time it needs uh, additional pieces and bits and pieces for example if uh, you run a website, you perhaps have uh, an nginx container uh, which exposes the website and you have additional uh, containers perhaps uh, hosting um, in the database part or some other bits and pieces. Without Docker compose you need to do all the to, to all the connection together these uh, containers, Individual containers uh, manually. You have to um, be careful about the dependencies and uh, sometimes the startup order uh, counts as well. And this is what Docker Compose makes it easier for you to run uh, multi container applications. So with Docker Compose, you can define multi container applications using a Compose YAML file. You can use a single command to deploy entire uh, application, consisting uh, multiple uh, containers. It can handle uh, container dependencies. It works with Docker Swarm, networking, volumes, universal control plane. Docker Swarm is the second uh, tool, which is in the simplest words, it's Docker's open source container orchestration platform. So let's see now more about what is container orchestration and why you need it. So what is container orchestration? Container orchestration automates the deployment, management, scaling and networking of containers. Enterprises that need to deploy and manage hundreds of thousands of Linux containers and hosts can benefit from container orchestration. Container orchestration can be used in any environment where you use containers. It can help you to deploy the same same application across different environments without needing to redesign it, and microservices in containers make it easier to orchestrate services including storage, networking and security. Containers give you microservice-based apps, an ideal application deployment unit and self-contained execution environment. They make it possible to run multiple parts of an app independently in microservices on the same hardware which much greater control over individual pieces and life cycles. Some popular uh, options for container orchestration are Kubernetes, Docker Swarm, as mentioned and for example Apache Mesos. Managing the life life cycle of containers with orchestration also supports the DevOps team who can integrate it into the CI-CD workflows, which stands for the continuous integration and continuous delivery or continuous development. Along with application platforming interfaces, the APIs and DevOps teams, uh, containerized microservices are the foundation for cloud-native applications. So what the container orchestration platforms or tools can be used for? They can be used to automate and manage manage tasks, provisioning and deployment, configuration and scheduling, resource allocation, container availability, scaling or removing containers based on balancing workloads across your infrastructure, load balancing and traffic routing, monitoring container health, configuring applications based on container in which they will run, and keeping interactions between containers secure. So you can see that uh, it is, uh, life is simple and easy as long as you only have, let's say, one uh, host on which you uh, have docker uh, running and you run, let's say, one or two uh, containers and uh, hopefully they are uh, not multi-container applications then uh, life in that cases are, are very easy. But when you uh, have to think about uh, just as a first step uh, scaling of your, so let's say you have uh, you have two containers and uh, it, they are not even multi-container applications and they just two, two containers. But the moment when you need to uh, scale this, uh, either up or down, based on uh, the load or the volume you are you are receiving. Uh, you don't have a load balancing in, pla- in place. Uh, any uh, scaling up or down you have to do uh, manually, uh, which means that you have to be uh, monitoring and, uh, and uh, react uh, immediately when uh, the need arises either to scale up or scale down. You cannot uh, uh, really do them with uh, the scaling and uh, this kind of provisioning. Uh, you can either automate, you can either make them uh, with a single uh, one-like command. So then you can imagine that when it comes to uh, multi-container applications and uh, not one not two but uh, let's say 20 or more containers and uh, you you're running it uh, as part of uh, an enterprise offering then you see that you need uh, you need a tool to to automate uh, all these uh, hard labors because uh, otherwise uh, uh, too much time is, is being uh, lost on, on, on managing uh, things which you can you can automate and all these things which we mentioned container orchestration is used for the provisioning, the deployment, uh, scheduling, allocating the resources, being able to load balance and, and uh, traffic routing, monitoring container health. It's uh, it would be very, very, very hard to to do it manually, even if you just uh, had, let's say, two two containers, two simple ones. So uh, we mentioned that Kubernetes is one of the one of the well-known container orchestration uh, piece. So what is uh, Kubernetes? Kubernetes is an open source container orchestration system for automating application deployment scaling and management. It was originally designed by Google, but now maintained by the Cloud Native Computing Foundation. It aims to provide a platform for automating deployments, scaling and operations of application containers across clusters of hosts. It works with a range of container tools, including uh, Docker, so Kubernetes can work with uh, different underlying uh, containerization uh, engines or, or, or platforms or motors, so to say. Uh, and of course it uh, works with uh, Docker, which is uh, one of the uh, most famous uh, between uh, these, these platforms, which are offering uh, to run containers on top. Many cloud services offer uh, a Kubernetes-based platform or infrastructure as a service, on which Kubernetes can be deployed as a platform providing uh, this service, but also many vendors uh, provide their own branded Kubernetes uh, distributions. A Kubernetes cluster can be deployed on either physical or uh, virtual machines. People who looking at my screen can see that I have uh, a quite good drawing I found about uh, Kubernetes architecture. If we looking at from the point of the developer, the developer uh, acting uh, talking to to Kubernetes uh, through uh, the the master node which contains uh, the API server, which interprets uh, the comments uh, received uh, from the developer. It can be done either from a command line interface, uh, which is kubectl, or it can be done by the Kubernetes uh, portal uh, served uh, by the master node. On this master node, you could also see that there is uh, the etcd uh, store which stores uh, your uh, the the be described uh, in the case of docker that uh, it the docker uh, containers were built from docker files in the case of kubernetes the the kubernetes uh, file what it describes is uh, what uh, containers I would like to run, how many um, replications I want to have at uh, at the same time. It describes the the overall uh, uh, architecture, my 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 desire, what I want to run, and how I want to to run it on my on my uh, Kubernetes cluster. So it could, for example, uh, be a file. Uh, a kubernetes uh, file which the developer feeds to the master node and being stored in the etcd uh, uh, store database which contains uh, my wish my my desire how i want my uh, what what is the environment i want to want to run on my kubernetes cluster let's say that i want uh, uh, a kubernetes cluster which consists of 2 two containers, in in this case kubernetes calls them uh, pods, I want uh, two nginx pods uh, hosting the the same website, etcd uh, database store this file as my vision command and it uses on the master node the controllers and the schedulers to Execute uh, this this wish of uh, the developer or the or my wish. It connects to each of the worker nodes, which are the the hosts. On top of which, as a base layer uh, in this example, which is on my screen, is the container runtime used is Docker. So there is a Docker uh, engine running on each of my uh, worker nodes, which are my uh, hosts, so let's say mm, two virtual machines, mm, just to say as an example, running docker container runtime. There is also uh, a piece called uh, kubelet on each of the worker nodes, on each of the hosts, which makes sure that uh, the master node can uh, talk back and forth uh, to each of the nodes and give uh, comments to them. There are also uh, optional um, bits and pieces regarding uh, the networking and, uh, and UI uh, which lives on the worker nodes. Also the pods which are uh, the containers uh, running on, on each of the nodes as per uh, the specification in the Kubernetes file as we, we mentioned in the beginning being stored in the master node in the EDCD uh, database. And there is also uh, on each worker node uh, a cube proxy piece, which makes sure that uh, uh, networking and uh, external access can be done. Uh, In this case, these serve uh, as entry points for uh, general users, because users don't interact with uh, our cluster uh, what, what our cluster is offering in this case uh, an nginx uh, server we mentioned they don't access this website through the kubectl uh, command line interface through the master node or through the kubernetes portal users interact with it uh, normally in this uh, in this picture you don't see but uh, i had some other ones in the show notes normally users interact uh, to the kubernetes cluster and it's offering through uh, a piece which called uh, a gateway uh, gateway and uh, load balancer which can uh, direct the request to the to the appropriate uh, worker node on which the in this case uh, the example uh, Ma- the, the nginx uh, server is serving the website and it can uh, take care of uh, uh, load balancing or in case of one of the one of my pods or containers uh, of nginx fails, it can route it to to another one and there is no interruption for users. I see that our time is up and as uh, so again Kubernetes is not finished. So probably next time I talk a little bit more, there is a little, little bit left and then we can go to another topic. So thank you for everyone for listening and see you next Saturday.